0: This is the Alpaca Podcast, for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here. Hope your summer is progressing nicely. And the hot weather is being okay for you. My alpacas seem to be spending a lot of time in the stable, in the cool. And I like that idea myself. I can't wait for the autumn. I love the cool, fresh air and... I guess my origins in slightly northern latitudes might be showing. What's your favourite time of the year? Drop me a line or leave a voicemail. Follow the link on the website. If you're a regular listener... Thanks for that, by the way. Really do appreciate it. So, if you're a regular listener, you will know we are doing a shorter format for the summer. In this episode, I want to share some thoughts about something that is at the heart of Alpaca Tribe. Alpaca Tribe is for alpaca people of whatever kind. You're all welcome. Having said that, our aim behind what we're doing here is to help promote, achieve and facilitate confident, and fulfilled owners of happy and healthy alpacas. Okay, it's a big aim, but every little step forward is a win, and I hope that it helps move you in that direction. So let me ask you, what does a happy alpaca look like? It's easy to anthropomorphize and say that Alice looks like she's smiling today. Well, I know that some alpacas have a face and mouth that looks like they're permanently smiling. But what I'm talking about, really, is way beyond that. There are times when I know that my alpacas are happy. The level and intensity of humming is a giveaway that the opposite is true. Generally, a quiet alpaca is a happy alpaca. Or at least, not an unhappy one. In the valley here, where we are, we have a lake. And the alpacas love to sit in the water, particularly in the ford area by the bridge. There is not enough room for them all, so they have to queue up. As they get their turn and settle down into the water, there is a subtle lifting of the head and leaning back slightly. There isn't quite an audible sigh, but to my eyes at least there seems to be a look of bliss. Oh yes, that's better. Is that a happy alpaca? I think so. When being fed, there are more smiling opportunities. Some of the girls in particular just love their food. At last, here he is. Doesn't he know about second breakfasts? I think there may be some kind of link between alpacas and hobbits. Usually the sound changes when the food goes in the troughs. There's just a slight rattling sound as they work their way down the trough, hoovering up the dried food. Especially in the winter, when we tend to give the girls some extras of flaked peas, which they tend to take out first. Of course, hums and chuntering and spits return when the supplies start to run low, and they end up competing for dwindling supplies. It's the same when we open up a new bale of hay they just love. (laughs) There are times too when I put the hay in preparation for moving it somewhere else. And they think, I've just supplied it, especially for them, in the middle of the car park. Well, there we go. The happy-looking alpaca has a slight extra brightness about the eyes, which goes with the rest of the body language. I think it's possible for them to be standing in exactly the same place and the same way and convey a completely different sense of happiness and contentment. Reflecting on this, I think there's a subtle leaning forward or backwards towards you in interest and focus or away from you in nervousness and anticipation of you doing something unpleasant like trying to touch them without permission regularly they seem content to stand around nearby just liking being around that or maybe they have that ever hopeful gene you see in dogs was there a little something extra for me I've told you about Millie before, the black matriarch who leads the herd of girls down the green path. There are times she stands by a different gate to the usual one. Definitely a preference being expressed. And as they set off down the path, there's an excitement and a spring in the step. Down the green path, there are also some extras which they love. Small ash saplings, no more than a metre high. They've grown up alongside of the path. The alpacas then step off the main track to walk through and over the saplings, effectively brushing themselves and leaning into them. It looks great fun, but does slow down the progress along the path. The other happy activity we will all have seen from time to time is sunbathing. As the sun increases in strength and intensity, they start dropping and lying there, crashed out in the long grass. Very happy, thank you very much and not welcoming my occasional visit to check they're still breathing. Recently, we weaned last year's career and kept the mums in the stable and moved the weanlings. With a few false starts, we got there in the end. When released from the stable, the mums came out and looked at me, slightly accusingly. They then went round looking for their youngsters and checked every field they could reach. Until having confirmed they really were not around, they promptly heaved a collective sigh of relief, seeming to say, thank goodness for that. And then all, and I mean all of them, crashed out in the long grass, sunbathing. Happy alpacas. To complete the story, after a couple of days, I let the mums out to roam around the lake again, and they were able to visit their crea and talk to them over the fence, briefly. They then went off happily to get busy grazing and paddling in the ford area by the bridge. The youngsters seemed to call after them. Where are you going? Can, can we come too? No, 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 you stay there. We're off grazing. See you later. They seem to have adjusted well and quickly. Alpacas can sometimes get bored, and appropriate stimulation and some variety in their routines can make for happy alpacas. The brush I keep by the water trough on my terraced field is rarely where I left it, they're always picking it up and moving it around. They also seem to enjoy learning, so halters and leads make life easier for you if you have to move one or more between areas, but it also gives them something to be doing and learning. It also opens up new possibilities of walks and negotiating obstacles. What fun! Happy alpacas and healthy alpacas. Of course this doesn't just mean the absence of illness health is encouraged and promoted by a range of preventative actions and by an adequate supply of good food and water plus the interventions of vaccinations worming and vitamin supplements as necessary good food by which i'm thinking of soft leafy hay a measure of dried feed to provide the trace elements necessary for health and well-being and mating for example selenium which is necessary for breeding in ruminants and possibly other animals too. Feeding is a whole topic of its own really with different demands for breeding females, fiber producers, growing career etc etc. We can't always do everything to optimize each mouthful but if we learn about nutrition we can do right and do well by our charges. I hope to return to the topic of feed and nutrition in a later episode The mechanisms of healthy balance can be difficult to discern but make a good target for us to be aiming at. The basics of worming vaccination for protection against clostridial bacterial infections, for example, and the range of skin issues, mites to dry skin to flies, are all within our reach if approached systematically and consistently. Remembering prevention can be so much more effective than reactive catching up once a problem occurs. Mike Safley, in his amazing book, Alpaca Shepherd, advocates looking your alpacas in the eye every day. You will have heard me mention that before. That's because I believe it's such a great foundational truth about keeping alpacas. And perhaps I'm a bit of a broken record on some things. So please forgive the repetition. This is what he says. Let me quote from the book itself. I recommend that you place your shepherd's eye on each animal each day. Learn to observe their habits. Periodically check under their tails for diarrhoea. Feel their backbones to see if they are fat. Look them in the eye to confirm they are without infection. And check their gums to make sure they're not anemic. You won't need to do each of these things every day, but you will want to develop an awareness of each alpaca's well-being. I couldn't have said it better. Happy and healthy alpacas, our goal. Watching, observing and noting each animal's well-being, our practice. Hopefully there's some thoughts there that might stimulate your own what can I do in my situation? And we will pursue some of those items again in the future. I hope you're enjoying the Podcasts, and if you are, please do share with someone else. If you're liking the Alpaca Tribe podcast, please share it. Do let me know what you think. Do let me know if there's anything you'd like me to cover. And if you have comments you'd like to make directly, you can either email me to the usual place or you can use the link to send me a voicemail. You'll find it all in the show notes and on the website. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you being on the journey with me. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington. Have a good day.